Thread, God's truth tying together all the pieces of your life. Thread is the broadcast of Dr. Chuck Quinley. Thread. Welcome back to Thread, episode 69. Thread is a podcast for those who are engaged in leadership, you want to be an influence, and you intend for your life to make a difference in the lives of other people. We want to have a podcast for grown-ups who care more about others than they do about themselves and who want to be servants of the Lord. So we go verse by verse through the scriptures, and we've been looking into the book of Acts, this wonderful, powerful case study of the early church and how how it went when they really lived out discipleship. So today we're in Acts chapter 2, verse 22 through 36. We go verse by verse. If you'd like to study along in your Bible and you don't have it with you, uh, run and get it. Come right back and we'll begin with this episode of Thread. All right, we're coming back to the great sermon of Peter as he preached to the crowd on the day of Pentecost, the big picture sermon. He understood the central message that the church was called to deliver, and he delivered it with conviction and with confidence, and it affected people. And that's what we're trying to get back to. Last time we talked about the beginning of this, uh, reclaiming that core message and today we're going to jump into the middle of it, talk about preaching Jesus. Uh, as we were looking, we got down to chapter 2, verse 17, and Peter had their attention focused on an urgent message, that ancient prophecy from Joel. Hundreds and hundreds of years before, Joel the prophet had delivered God's personal promise about what he is going to do in the last days generation, how God is going to act upon the earth. And verse 17, if we can go back to that, said, it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. So he talks first of all about this global outpouring of God's personal presence, that God would pour out his own spirit with with the expected supernatural manifestations. I mean, if it's God, you expect some things that are not just humans getting together and doing something that a human could devise. And so God is going to be present. He's going to pour himself out. His spirit will connect with all ages, both sexes, rich and poor. God's true people, those who are seeking and knowing him, they will be filled with his spirit, and they will be given anointed power to endure the last days and to communicate his message to the world. Now, when I was growing up, my mom was always, still is, uh, a last day's prophecy. Um, mm, she's fascinated by it. And so was her mother before her. And so, you know, so uh, convicted, had so much conviction that the coming of Christ was not that long away and that you could see global events coming together to give rise to, you know, an antichrist system. And wow. I've never seen it like it is right now. We're about to see the euro collapse. I saw on the news last night, if they don't do something in 10 days, the European Federation is going to collapse their currency, and the U.S. economy is also in uh, deep distress. And that cry for a one-world leader who can fix the world's economic problems, you know, that's, that's not that far away. 
And there is a preparation that we need to go through to get ourselves in shape to deal with last days and to communicate God's message to the world. Because on the one hand, you know, we need to finish faithfully, even if there's going to be hard times. Uh, this week I've been visiting uh, with Peter Zhu, and he was in prison five times for his faith in China. Uh, we know their family, Lianne and Shirley, and I got to see their kids. And, um, you know, Peter was just recounting at a, a meeting that I was at that what his life was like and having to be careful that he didn't betray the brothers and sisters because he was, he was being beaten savagely to give up the names of other people that they could go and get and also beat savagely and get more names, and they just wanted to wipe it out. And Peter said, I, you know, I have to be willing to take that and die and not betray the Lord and not betray his people. Well, you know, it takes a certain mindset to get yourself there. So if last days are coming, and it's been described, a time of um, refining the church, refining the world, refining God's people, giving one last big chance for lost people to turn from their sin and to enter the kingdom of God and to be embraced by the Father, uh, that's what the last day's generation is about, and, and my friend, that's us. So we've got to get ourselves geared up, not only to endure and do a good job, you know, or else you just build a bunker with you know, five years of stuff underground, but it's not enough to run and hide. We have a job to do. We're called to communicate God's message to the world, and he gives us the power to speak this message and to know that the words that we are saying to them, uh, they're not just human words. They are anointed. It's the gospel, and Paul said, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. It brings salvation to people just by delivering the gospel to them. So God will drive these words home, and God will confirm our words with signs. Uh, in Thailand, there was a, a young lady. Thais give their kids these really great names like ice cream, um, stamp pad, light switch. I've met all kinds of kids. I don't know where they come up with it or why they do it. But anyway, this girl's name is Ice Cream. And Ice Cream was healed uh, as someone was explaining the gospel to her. Uh, she had a migraine. And the person said, can I pray that Jesus will heal your migraine? And she said, okay. And the person put their hands uh, on her, and it immediately went away. And she had a friend there also with a horrible headache that they couldn't shake. And her headache went away at the same time. And, you know, that's what it took. And she's, wow, this is real. This isn't just, you know, do I want to change my religion? This is something different. There's a God interacting with me. And, and that was the beginning of her revelation about Jesus. So God will give us words to say. He will make our words have power. And he will uh, confirm our words with signs and wonders. So as we do our job, then we're going to enter another phase in the last days, verses 19 and 20, supernatural signs of distress in the world. We're going to see things happening in the created order, and then verse 21, and salvation, a great time of salvation. It shall come to pass, verse 21, that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that's what Peter has been delivering to them. 
And now he shifts. He said, you know, if you will call on the name of the Lord, you will be saved. It's a promise from God. Then he shifts to say, I need to tell you the name of the Lord so you can call on him. His name is Jesus. The central message of Christian preaching in the book of Acts was Jesus. It was not your best life. It was not you being the best that you can be. It was not the state of your marriage. It was not how to get ahead in life. It was not about claiming prosperity or even claiming your healing or walking in divine anything. It was Jesus. The focus was Jesus. The stage was built for Jesus, not the the church show, not the performer, not the musician. It was Jesus. It wasn't the brand name of the church. It was Jesus. Jesus and his absolutely unique position toward God. Without hesitation, with no waffling, they believed that Jesus was the central figure in human history that Jesus had opened the door to the Father. He was the only one who could open the door to the Father, and that he stood in a unique position between God and all mankind. Verse 22, Peter says, Jesus was a man. He wasn't just a, a phantom. He wasn't something that we thought was a man, that we were kind of tricked. He was really a God and he looked like a man. Peter said, no, he was a man. He was fully human. We were there. And secondly, he says, he was a man who was attested by God through miracles, signs, and wonders. Through his hands, amazing things were done that had never been done in the history of the world. Blind eyes were opened. The dead were raised. God did miracles, fed 5,000 people, Fed 4,000 people after that with just little scraps of food that he touched. He did miracle after miracle. He cast out demons. You know, what else can he do to, to show the unique position that he had with God? Fully God, I mean, fully man later, we're going to see fully God. Um, attested by God. You know, God himself bore witness through these miracles. And Peter says to this crowd, you saw them yourselves. The people that were alive in front of him had heard Jesus speak. It had been a little over a month since the crucifixion of Jesus. They were still there. It's the same people that were engaged in the crowd that heard him teach, saw his miracles, saw him die. And Peter says, you saw this yourself. He was delivered up, verse 23, not tragically. Uh, he was not delivered into evil hands, uh, you know, as, oh, this is so, so sad, what happened to Jesus? He says, no, it wasn't due to powerlessness. He was delivered up by the purpose of God, and he was delivered up by the foreknowledge of God. These things that happened to him were told in prophecy hundreds and hundreds of years ago, that he would be arrested illegally, that he would be unjustly taken, that he would be killed with malice, that his killing would be crucifixion. It's all there. It was in a plan that God had that brought salvation to us because on the cross, Jesus became us. We traded places with him and he was punished for our sins so that we didn't have to be punished. We became the sinless son of God and he became you and he became me and that's why we can walk free in the Lord. Peter says, verse 24, God has raised him up from the dead. Because, again, 
ancient prophecy sent from God has to all be fulfilled. And now he goes into this quotation of Psalm 16, uh, verses 8 through 11. And I'll just kind of hit the high points here. Uh, one is that, and this was a prophecy. Peter says this isn't just a, uh, you know, a, a poem or something. It's a prophecy, and that David was touched by God to be a prophet as he wrote these words in Psalm 16, number one, that the Lord's Messiah, the one that would pay for our sins, the one who would be anointed before God, his, his soul would uh, go to Hades, the place of the dead, but it would not be left there, and that his body, though dead, would not rot. And Peter gives those two prophecies. He says, once again, prophecy fulfilled. Verse 29, Peter says, you know, don't get confused on what these words mean. David was not speaking of himself because David is buried nearby. He's up on the hill over there. These words are not about David. They're about his kingly bloodline descendant that God also in prophecy promised would come and stand as ruler for all time. Verse 32, Peter says, And Jesus is this foretold Messiah. It was proven by fulfilling prophecy of literally, physically being resurrected from the dead. And Peter turns and says, And we, pointing to his brothers, are all eyewitnesses. We've eaten with him. We've seen that this is true. God has exalted him as the victor over death, over sin, over hell, over all mankind's evil, and he has seated him permanently at the right hand of power. And this tongue-speech miracle phenomenon that you are witnessing is just Jesus delivering the Father's Joel 2.28 promise and pouring out his Spirit in preparation for the great harvest and the final judgment day that is coming on the earth. Verse 36, he says, God, this is the key, God has made this physically crucified man, Jesus, one, Lord. Lord, that means he is king of Israel. He is king over every nation. He is Lord over every disease, every sickness, every human weakness. He is Lord over all evil, over all the good. He is Lord of life. He is Lord. And secondly, he says, and he's Christ, Christos, the anointed one. He is the priest. He is the anointed mediator he, between God and man. He is the one who represents God to mankind and mankind to God. Now, this sermon has seven points, seven things God has done to endorse Jesus as his representative to earth and the final ruler and judge of all things human. The central message of the early church was Jesus exalted the unique, only way that he provides. Jesus pours out the Holy Spirit, which leads us into the last day's drama. Christians lived every day of their life to point people to Jesus, just as Christ had lived every day of his life to point people to the Father. So brother, sister, we need to live our lives to point people to Jesus. This isn't just a religion about God it is founded on a set of beliefs about Jesus Christ, the one and only door to life and health and forgiveness. Jesus, 
the only way to the Father. And that's why it's called Christianity, not just Godianity or spirituality. It's Christianity. It is founded on Jesus Christ. And you are only as firm as your hold is on Christ. If when you lose your grip on Jesus and Jesus just becomes something less than he is and you stop having the conviction that God has made Jesus Lord and Christ, you're going to start slipping. You're going to start losing things. This is a pluralistic age. They want us so desperately to confess that Jesus is a way to the Father and that all roads really lead to God. Well, all roads don't lead anywhere in this world. I mean, you can't just drive any road and get any place. They have, they have a direction. You'll succeed or fail based on choosing the direction that's, that's accurate. The early church was crystal clear on who Jesus is, and you and I have to stand up in the face of opposition in a, a Christ-hating world. We have to stand up in these last days, and it's going to get worse. And that's why we have to strengthen our grip on Christ. Spend time worshiping Christ. Speak to Christ. Ask Jesus to speak to you. Read the scriptures that Jesus wrote that came out of his mouth uh, and were recorded by others in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read them over and over again. Get the words of Jesus to burn down inside your heart. Believe what we believe. Stand firm in it and don't give an inch. If you will stand as a representative of Jesus Christ because he represents the way to the Father, if you will firmly and without compromise, in love, represent Jesus every day, God will make your life a beacon for other people. And when you pray, he will hear what you pray because we pray in Jesus' name. And if you know Christ, then your words have access to the Father. Your prayers are going to be heard. The Father is going to do things through you, and you're going to have a life with amazing fruit. But it all comes, as Jesus says, without me, you can do nothing. So strengthen your grip on Christ this week and firm up on what we believe about Jesus Christ, Son of God, Savior of the world. That's all for this episode of Thread, and I would love to hear from you. If you want to write me personally, chuck at quinley.com. If you go to the quinley.com website, I've got a newsletter that I send out every month if you'd like uh, to have that. Also, don't forget, we've got the Facebook page and also the app in the Android Marketplace and the iTunes store. Just look up Thread by Chuck Quinley in any of those environments. You'll find your way to the app. Thanks again. God bless you. 